Life takes grit. I've been thinking about grit a lot lately. Some of my thoughts are in relationship to my students and my responsibility to prepare them for life after graduation. Some of my thoughts are in relationship to parenting. You know, how do I encourage my kids to do hard things without traumatizing them by forcing them to do hard things? Some of my thoughts around grit are also in relationship to my own self-work and questions that I have about whether or not I can be ambitious and content. As I was thinking about these things, as I was reflecting on them, I was reminded of Angela Duckworth's 2016 book, Grit. I read it shortly after it came out, and as I was thinking through things, actually the first thing that popped into my mind was, you know, could we Brene Brown grit? Like, could we, could we have grit without shame? Can we have grit and embrace vulnerability? Can we grit imperfectly? Can we adopt imperfection and still be gritty? You know, basically, the question that I kept thinking about is, can we grit gently? Can you grit gently? This episode is me wandering through these questions. I dug back into Duckworth's book and her research. I binged all of her podcasts. I listened to Brene Brown also talk about grit. I listened to them talk about grit together. Um, And so I invite you to listen to this episode and consider the question, can you grit gently? Do you want to feel less scattered and more focused, but the idea of planning or goal setting sounds like adding more pressure to your already pressure-filled life? If that sounds like you, welcome to the Plan Goal Plan podcast. I'm Danielle McGue. I'm a professor, mom, and business owner. I started this podcast to help hardworking women and high achieving mamas plan and set goals playfully and lightly. Unlike pressure filled approaches, plan goal plan centers on what delights you to help you envision all the possibilities your future holds. If you're ready to try easier, if you're ready to make memories and do meaningful work, grab a pen. I'm going to guide you through practices that will help you plan for clarity set goals for direction, and act with purpose and delight. Let's get started. Hey all, before I jump into today's episode, it would have me tickled if you would go on to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and leave me a rating and review. It is a great way for me to get some feedback from y'all. And while you're there, you can look at my show notes and download either a free checklist, or I also have a free planning pack and get them both. They're free. They're there. Um, It's my way of saying thank you to you all. um, But also it would just really help me out if you could give me a review. So do it. It will take you like 10 seconds and I would appreciate it lots. Now let's jump in. Have you ever been in a situation where you want something so bad, (laughs) so, so very badly? And you push and you grind and you work towards it with diligence and effort, but you can you can also feel yourself losing yourself. You know, the anxiety takes over and you maybe snap more than normal. Maybe you can't sleep. 
you do not move through it with the grace that you hope that you would have, that you hope that you could have. This was me on the academic job market. Getting a PhD is really hard, but I think that getting a job after you get your PhD is even harder. Um, There's not a lot of positions out there, and my partner and I are both PhDs in the same broader field, and you know we were told that it was going to be really, really difficult for the two of us to get a job in the same place, that it was likely that we would live years apart from each other in order to get the jobs, or that we most likely would not find both of us in the jobs that we had worked really, really hard for. That like one of us would have the job and the other person would probably just have to sacrifice. And I was really bitter about this. My response to this was to grind, to grind. I spent every waking moment I could researching about the academic job market, refining my CV, writing the best cover letter that I could. I put out 200 applications in who probably a year and a half to two years. And during this time, I was not my best self. I wasn't my best self. I was highly anxious. I probably needed to see someone about my anxiety at this time. I didn't have patience with people around me. Bless my husband for living and loving me (laughs) during this time. I was just so worried about my future and I so badly wanted to be able to control the outcome and I couldn't. (laughs) This was a moment that I wish I would have had more grit and a little less grind. But what is grit? According to Angela Duckworth, grit is passion and perseverance in the pursuit of a long-term goal. Let's say that one more time. Passion and perseverance in the pursuit of a long-term goal. So I'll kind of break this down just a little bit. So the first part of it is passion. And Duckworth really explains that passion is a combination of purpose and interest. So people who exhibit grit have a very clear sense of their why. And they're deeply invested in whatever it is that they're pursuing. Perseverance, the second part of grit, is their stick to itness. Right? When it gets hard, you write it out. You keep going. And I think the final part of this definition that's really important is that grit is for the long haul. Grit isn't about chasing short-term goals. It's for your big ones, the big, big ones. When I hear grit, I often think about it as related to hustle, grind, self-control. Brene Brown, um, for those of you who don't know Brene Brown, she's amazing and you should read all of her stuff. (laughs) Listen to her podcast, um, binge Brene Brown. It's, it's worth it. It will change your life. But she is a social scientist. I believe that she's a social worker and she studies shame and vulnerability. She became really famous um, when one of her TED talks went viral. And I believe it was a TED talk about vulnerability. 
And she differentiates between grind and grit. And she explains that grind is done in the service of others, where grit is intrinsically motivated. It means that you are doing it for yourself because it's interesting to you. You're passionate about it. You're not doing it to please your mom and dad. You're not doing it for recognition from others. You're doing it because something inside of you tells you that you must. So I began by asking the question, you know, can you Brene Brown grit? I kind of love that I made Brene Brown a verb. I don't mean to dehumanize her by doing that, but rather to say that she offers so much wisdom around how to live that to Brene Brown something is to think really thoughtfully about how to live wholeheartedly. And what I really mean by that question, how do you Brene Brown grit, is can you be gritty and not be a perfectionist? Right? Can you be gritty and not feel shame when you screw up, not use shame as the motivation to show up again? Um, and what was really interesting to me is when I returned to Duckworth's book, I hadn't read it in a few years. And when I went back to it, I was really surprised because her definition of grit is already Brene Brown. <laughs> she is already talking about grit in a way that relieves it of perfectionism, relieves it of shame, that invites vulnerability. So here's why. So the first part of grit is passion. And in order to stick to a commitment over a long haul, you need to be able to connect your actions with your values. So to have grit, you have to know what you value and then you have to be able to put those values into practice. You can't just talk it out. You got to walk it out. (laughs) And grit is grounded and purpose, and purpose that emerges from your values. You also have to be doing something that you are genuinely interested in. Like I said, it's not what your mom was interested in for you, or what your boss was interested in. Grit is driven by your interests. Duckworth is really clear that finding what you are interested in can take time. And she's very clear that often You learn what you are interested in by spending time doing things that you are not interested in. So it is in failure, the failure to find the thing that you are interested in that moves you closer to finding the thing that you are interested in. Learning happens in those moments where things don't connect. It's not a wasted attempt. It is something that gives you more information about yourself. So if you are trying something that you thought that you would love and you don't, you learn something. It was not a waste. When you find something that you are interested in and you connect it to your values, it is so much easier to commit to it for the long term. So what seems like boring repetition to many others 
people with grit find fascinating. In her book, she kind of talks about Darwin observing things that other people thought were insignificant or athletes that practice the same shot over and over again or watch hours and hours of tape without being bored. Musicians who repeat the same bars over and over again. Writers who edit the same sentence for hours. I always think about bibliographies. I had a professor who is so good at explaining This isn't about me teaching you how to have the most perfect bibliography, because after you graduate, maybe you never write another bibliography in this form again. Rather, it is about teaching you to pay attention to details, to get obsessed with the details. And I remember that connecting that activity to the underlying value of paying attention to details really shifted how I felt about bibliographies. And I could sit with a bibliography and I could, I could obsess over it. I could get really interested in it for long periods of time. I kind of struggle with that now, but at the time, you know, when I was a student and learning these things at the first, at first, I really needed to be connected to those underlying values. Duckworth also talks about having a long-term direction rather than a long-term destination as being key to grit. And I feel so, so strongly about this that, you know, you may not be able to have a 10-year plan or a five-year plan where you know exactly what that destination is. You might know what direction you're moving in and your job is to just decide the next right thing. Right now, what is the next right thing today that you can do that will move you in the direction that you're going in? Where you end up may not be the exact destination that you plotted out at the beginning, but as long as you move in the right direction over and over and over again, you're going to get somewhere interesting. You're going to get somewhere that is connected to your values, to your purpose, to your passion, to your interest. So grit is very process-oriented. It's process-oriented, not outcome-driven. Now, grit does require self-control and discipline, but it does not require perfection. In fact, you probably cannot grit perfectly because it is a long game. What it means is it means that you see mistakes as opportunities for learning. It means you move with growth mindset. After you make a mistake, you get back at it. Um, in a podcast episode that I listened to, I don't remember exactly which one it was, Duckworth explains that any attempt at something is not a waste as long as you are able to connect the knowledge you gain to the direction that you are going. So what did I learn? And how did learning that move me in the direction that I have been going? So grit becomes grind when you are doing it for others. It becomes grind when you are disconnected from your values or your why. It becomes grind when you lose interest or become overly focused on the outcome rather than the process. 
It also becomes grind when you demand perfection. So, can you grit gently? My answer is annoyingly yes and no. So yes, grit is not grind. And I think that Angela Duckworth, her work on grit is pretty brilliant, and it always has been Brene Brown. So grit is passionate, it's interested, it's engaging in value-based work. And I believe that using planning as personal development will help you connect to your why, will help you learn what really interests you, it will help connect your values to your everyday actions. So if you want to get gritty, I believe that planning is an activity that could help you get there. You know, that being said, grit still requires you to show up. You have to show up and you have to show up regularly. This requires discipline and sometimes self-control. It's what Brene Brown calls the stick-with-it-ness of grit. You are choosing this thing, and that might mean saying no to others. So there's an element of sacrifice to grit, and grit is a lot of repetition, a lot of repetition. So grit still has you repeating and growing. And growth is wild and wonderful and often not easy. So you can, you can grit gently. But I can't guarantee that you can grit with ease. I hope Today's episode sparks some new ways of thinking about grit. I hope it gives you courage and hopefully a few tools to locate where your grit has become grind and needs to be transformed. I wish for you interest, the ability to find passion and make practice purposeful and full of hope. I wish for you steadfastness over shame, process over perfection. I wish for you a gentle grit. If this podcast has inspired you, guided you, or just made you laugh, the number one way that you can thank me is by leaving a written review for the show over on Apple Podcasts. I'm seriously tickled every time that I hear from you all, so pop onto Instagram and follow Plan Go Plan and digital message me. I want to say hello. I want to geek out about all things planning and goal setting. Keep sensing the possibilities, y'all.